Cavaliers lose yesterday, 100 to 88. They fall to 13 and 8 on the season. Let's talk more about the Cavaliers, and we get the insight from the Athletic, and of course that's Kelsey Russo, who is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hi, Kelsey. We are doing great. Okay, so tired team last night or a team that ate too much poutine before the game? <laughs> I think a tired team. I think, um, you know, having to grind out that win in Detroit um, left some tired legs out there. So um, that was kind of what I chalked up to last night's loss to was, you know, second night of a back-to-back, um, third, night, third city in four nights. Um, so just kind of a lot on their plate and then, you know, having, like I said, having to grind out a win in Detroit left them not much in the tank for last night. Kelsey, I think it's been interesting the way that the team has overall played very well, despite not having the the team that they expect to have out there on a very regular basis, because everybody's Mm -hmm. dinged up just a little bit. Only three guys have played in every game uh, who Isaac Jetty and Evan Mobley. Other than that, you've had, guys who have been dinged up and you've not had the regular rotation out there. How have they been able to overcome those little injuries and and maybe more so the lack of time to let the group that they expect to have out there on a regular basis be out there together? Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think like you talked about, that's, that's such an important factor in evaluating, you know, where they're at a quarter of the way through the season. But I think what they've been able to show through this is, like the depth of this team and, you know, like with guys being able to be plugged in at certain spots and just being able to go from, you know, maybe not seeing a ton of minutes or not playing at all to then, you know, entering the starting lineup or entering the rotation and they're able to give, you know, valuable time and, you know, you know, give something on the offensive end or the defensive end and, and really play it to a specific role. And I think that has really stood out of, they have, really important pieces that they're able to plug and play when necessary. Um, Guys can step up really on any night. And I think it could just kind of shows that they have really key pieces that they can use. um, And they've been able to kind of, you know, work through this stretch um, because they haven't been healthy. And yeah, I think the, I think they're at nine or 10 lineups, different starting lineups, which is just really interesting of they haven't been able to have that consistency, which is really going to play a factor in all of this to really evaluate where they're at. So we haven't been able to see that, but um, I think we've also been able to see, you know, just um, how impactful Evan Mobley can be, you know, and um, because he has been one of the healthy guys, even after he came back from his preseason injury, you know, he's, he's just been a consistent piece in this. And as he's found his offensive groove, um, just shown how he can be that two-way guy. Um, And we've also seen, I think, I think it's been interesting through these injuries, how key, you know, guys like Jared Allen are to this, how um, key somebody like Darius is or Donovan, you know, and um, just how important they are to the success of this team. And you see it when, when they're out of just the, what's missing. All right. So, Kelsey, let me back up just a second there. What do you expect from Evan Mobley? I mean, I expect – I just kind of wrote on this today. You know, I expect um, a, a jump from him, obviously a leap in year two – but, you know, because there are so many different offensive threats out there with Darius, with Donovan, honestly, too, with, with, with Jarrett, you know, um, they have to share that, you know, that offensive, um, you know, just the success. And so, but I think he really has the potential to be 
um, a guy that is impactful in so many different ways and maybe not in ways that always show up on the stat sheet too. And I think that's important to kind of pay attention to, you know, like he has this mentality where he just wants to do whatever it takes to win. Like he doesn't really care about filling the stat sheet with, you know, with points or with rebounds or whatever, always having double doubles. Like he wants to do what he, what needs to be done to help win. And that's kind of where his mindset lives. And so I think that approach allows him to be really impactful in maybe ways that we don't always notice. Um, but I do really expect him to be in, um, an offensive hub, you know, because he is so versatile, you know, he can get down the paint. He's working on those, his three point range, you know, like last night he shot over four from three, but, um, in Detroit, he hit two threes, and they were really important threes. So if he can build that consistency there, that's really going to set him apart of just, you know, people now have to respect him on the on the perimeter and respect him in the paint, and, and now they really have to just guard him everywhere, and that's going to just open up other opportunities for other guys on the floor um, and just really make a dynamic offense. So I think there's there's definitely still obviously room for him to grow but I think there is a lot of potential there, especially on the offensive end. Kelsey Russo joining us, covers the Cavaliers for The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at Kelsey Y. Russo. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y-Y Russo, R-U-S-S-O. I, I like Karis Levert, and I like him a lot, Kelsey. Yeah. And I liked it when the Cavs picked him up last year, and I don't like what's happening with him right now. I wonder What's the best role for him on this team? Last four games, and he had 41 points in a game earlier this year. Last four games, he has combined to score 14 points. Yeah, I think it's been a little tough for him, obviously. Um, you know, he, his, again, kind of his approach is really interesting and I really like. Um, he, he wants to, he told JB both when he got traded here and again recently that like to, to use him whatever in whatever way, that JB needs him to use him. So he, there's an adaptability to his game, but he's such a scorer and he's such an offensive threat that when he's out there with Darius and Donovan, who again are, you know, two other like scorers and offensive hubs that there's just not enough ball. And so I think in his role to come off the bench allows him to be more comfortable in this scoring position and, and he can, and he can go get a bucket and then he can help facilitate or create. Um, but it kind of takes off some of that, uh, you know, sort of when there's three guards on the floor, there's just kind of, there's not enough for all three of them, but I think it's been hard for him because he has changed roles so quickly in this, you know, first quarter of the season, it's basically changed. Like when well, he's gone from starting at the three to the two to, you know, coming off the bench and, and, so it's just kind of there hasn't been a lot of consistency for him. So I think once he's established in a role and can build some consistency, we're really going to see the Karis that, um, you know, like that 41-point game I think is a really good example of what he can do. And um, I think just finding that consistency is going to be crucial for him um, going forward. But I really like his game. I think it fits really well. He plays really hard defensively. Um, and that's been something that JV has talked about a lot. Um, early on that like cares has really shown that he can be a two-way player gives that defensive effort then he can go and get a bucket on the other end and being able to have those two traits um, is really important for them Kelsey I love the idea of uh, Karis and Kevin Love coming off mm -hmm. the bench together it, to me that gives your your bench 
unit a, a real offensive impact on the game. And so I, I hope that it settles down and, and those guys become those two guys who lead that bench group and make it a unit that might be able to go in and increase the lead, increase the situation, make it better, rather than just trying to hold down the fort. I think they can do that. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with Kevin Love, with his ability to just face the floor, be able to shoot threes, like, and knock them down between the two of them, yeah, like, they can help. They can be really successful and lead that bench unit. Um, like you said, I, I think that would be – I think that would work really well for them and be really, really beneficial. So, I think – well, obviously, you know, Kevin has to be healthy first and Karis get in that groove, but I think the potential is definitely there. Is Are things shaping out the way you thought they would in the NBA right now? Like, we know how fast the Cavaliers started off, and now they've kind of settled into, like, this number three spot, although the Pacers are knocking on the door. But I look at the East and I look at the West, and, you know, it, I, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm having trouble comparing just because – I mean, the West is so tight. Like, I was watching mm-hmm. like, two weeks ago or last week, I was watching Utah was like number two, three, and now they've dropped down to nine after a couple, after losing a couple games. And so then you look at the East and things have kind of like plateaued. I don't just kind of compare East and West to me for me. Yeah. The, the East has been really interesting to me because honestly, coming into the season, that's what I thought was going to be a super tight race. You right. know, like there were like seven, eight, nine teams kind of really in that conversation um, for playoffs and, and even the play in tournament. And I was like, this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out and see who, who, who jumps out early, who kind of makes a late season run kind of thing. And the West, I was kind of unsure um, about how it was all going to turn out. But I mean, I think the West has been really interesting to me to watch of just how, I mean, the Lakers aren't obviously to the same standard that we people thought um the jazz like they got out to that really good start and everybody was really um praising you know like the way that context and Larry market that trade worked out for utah but then recently like you said like they've dropped down and so um i don't think i expected the west to be as tight as it is um and so i think it's going to be really interesting to watch honestly how like it sort of continues to play out if it sort of ends up evening out or if it's going to be this super tight race really all the way to the end of the season. Um, and I really don't know who to expect to be like in the top of that conversation. Cause I, like you said, I feel like it kind of changes on a nightly basis or a weekly basis. Like who's, who's up there. So the West, I don't know. The West is super interesting to me for sure. How about the East there? What the beginning of last night, Kelsey, there were 12 teams within seven and a half games of first place. Yeah. And the Cavs were in a group of what? 10 teams that were within four and a half games of each other in third through 12th. It won't take much of a slip by any team in the East to fall way down, and it won't take much of a streak for any team to move way up. 100%. And I think that's honestly kind of what I expected um, because just the the moves that teams in the East made in the offseason, just the talent, some of these rosters, like it was just going to be a really – competitive race throughout the season like and and I thought it was going to change on a weekly basis you know like you could easily see like like the Cavs are, are third right now a couple of losses and they could fall to six you know or they could jump back up and really any team can do that and um I just find it really interesting how how this is going to be a competitive race throughout like basically I don't know until for for a really good portion of the season um as teams sort of go on those runs, you know, those those win streaks, those losing streaks, and um, just how they battle throughout the 
the length of the season. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's as tight as I thought it was going to be. Kelsey, thank you, as always. We're reading you every day in The Athletic, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks, Kelsey. Of course. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. And she was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.